all day every day you know this is the podcast to be at that wasn't smooth at all but his name is andy my name is carter and i cannot wait to talk about to me the funnest time right now in the hobby andy and we're going to talk as we always do about the big stars right now including jonathan taylor we got some new releases to talk about we got some patreon questions we're going to get to but andy you and i spent an hour on the phone last night talking about buying season and we really do believe right now is the time to buy certain players yes Yes, not only is it Thanksgiving and a wonderful time to eat turkey and enjoy all the festivities and football, but right now is really a great time to buy a lot of players. You've got players that are making some serious MVP runs, some guys we're going to talk about in the show, but you have a ton of other phenomenal athletes that are just like totally being forgotten right now with all the new products and all the focus on these playoff teams and these great players. Now is the perfect time to start planning ahead for the draft, like trying starting to project what's going to happen in the 2022 draft in April and getting ready for a 2022 season. Buying low right now is, is, is a really good idea. And you have historically, we, we saw this last year, we saw an uptick and a big demand increase for football cards from January all the way to the draft. And, People speculate on why this is. You know, I heard the one guy from Sports Card Anonymous say this because we all have, you know, these data tools now, whether it's eBay solds or market movers, card ladder, what have you, that show you when the the spikes and the peaks and valleys happen. And so we're starting to earlier and earlier get in on this. Uh, and uh, and so that's what we saw last year. And so I think we're going to see that again, though. My, my thought process behind it, Carter, is because once you have a consolidated focus of the playoffs, there's a lot of teams, a lot of fans that their teams aren't in the playoffs. So they're looking back on their fantasy football season because that's over now. So now you've got all this free time that you're you're looking in retrospect on who played well, who did well, what's going to happen in 2022 and parlaying that with rookie card investments or, or football card investments. So this is the big point we're trying to make today. Last year, we saw something really fascinating with sports card purchases, right? We saw that there was a huge spike in the lead up to the draft. And Andy, I don't know if your research showed this, but this is what I saw. This is what people smarter than me saw, Sports Card Anonymous. Well, I do know your research showed this because I watch your channel all the time. But the spike right before the draft was similar to the spike leading up to the season. So it used to be what a lot of hard investors would do, particularly in the football market, they would buy right before the draft because prices were lower. But what was interesting was that there was a huge spike before the draft this year, which is why we think there is a key buying opportunity right now where we're past that month long you know that first month is always when prices are still hot and we are right before the lead up to the draft 
Now, Andy, as you pointed out, there's some players whose prices are still going to be high, a guy like Kyler Murray, because they look as if they're going to make a Super Bowl run this year. But Andy, we really do feel right now that there are major opportunities in the buying market because right now there's a bunch of people making the irresponsible move to end eBay auctions in the middle of the day. And there's certain players that you could buy right now that, that could be really good moves. Yeah, I really don't understand uh, these guys. I see it every week still happening. People that even have hundreds and hundreds of seller feedback reviews, 100% positive, and that's probably because the buyers are, are, are static. They're getting cards in great condition in super low, and, and because these buyers or sellers are ending their auctions in the morning, in the middle of the week, and it's, it's crazy because, man, no, no, very few people are going to be watching those auctions ending in the middle of the week in the morning. So look out to see if you could find a good deal. Now, maybe uh, Jonathan Taylor is not the guy you should be buying right now. Now, if you do have a lot of Jonathan Taylor product right now, uh, it would be very smart to move it, Andy. It, yeah, it really would be. I mean, even his, his base Donruss cards, um, PSA 10 condition, you know, are getting up to uh, – Fairly respectable number. I mean, nothing, nothing crazy like Mac Jones right now, but um, still, you know, around fifty dollars for a PSA ten based Donruss. You know, up to a hundred dollars for a PSA ten Prism. Um, and you have so many different cards available to you, you know, to and collect and invest from twenty twenty. So many different sets and options. Roughly two hundred fifty different rookie card options for a twenty twenty rookie athlete. Um, a, the, a card that I really like to look at is the rookie ticket auto. Ooh, that rookie um, ticket auto, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, the rookie card, ticket dude. auto with the on-card auto uh, because they do make several different variations of the rookie ticket auto, whether it's a playoff ticket, whether it's the contender's optic rookie ticket, and then they have serial numbered parallels within that. And some of them do actually have a sticker, which is kind of strange that they did some of them with a the sticker. But the ones that are actually have the on-card auto are always more valuable. And uh, Jonathan Taylor's right now are up around two hundred dollars for Goodness. that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's up in he's up in Justin Jefferson type of territory, um, CD Lamb type of territory for his with, for his rookie ticket auto values right now, which is cream of the crop for skill position, twenty twenty skill position. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, right? Because we don't know how good the Colts are actually going to be, even though they had by far the most impressive performance this past weekend. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Justin Jefferson, a player that I love. I'm wearing my LSU gear right now. He does look like he's a real deal. C.D. Lamb is also there, but this is called a tease, Andy. For my play of the day, I feel like there is a rookie from that same class that I think could be very undervalued right now. But I, I do, before we get into our Patreon question here, Andy, I do want to talk a little bit about Mac Jones, okay? Because he is separating himself right now from the rest of the rookie quarterbacks in this class. We still really haven't seen a whole lot of train Lance. It looks as if the 49ers are going to stick with Jimmy G right now, which they should. Um, Andy, I, I, I've got to say this. Trevor Lawrence looks very iffy right now. 
I don't like what Jacksonville's coaches are doing. And when you actually watch Trevor Lawrence play, he does have uh, just these ridiculous throws every week. But right now he's just not playing well at all. And Mac Jones, who was drafted into the best situation with the best coach, looks as if right now he is the quarterback in this class. What what would you tell people right now that are looking to invest in this rookie quarterback class? Uh, what, what would you say as far as these new releases coming out and what you should do? Um, let's just say someone out there really believes Mac Jones is the next coming of Tom Brady. What What would you recommend them do? Well, if you really believe he's the next coming of Tom Brady, obviously hold on to them, get them graded, right? Uh, but if you want to go ahead and buy yourself a, a new car, uh, a new house, <laughs> you could potentially <laughs> do that with some Mac Jones cards, right? It, it's right. absolutely insane, Carter. Just just take, a, just take a guess how much a kaboom, gold kaboom Mac Jones, it's, it's serial numbered out of 10, it, raw is selling for right now in uh, in a buy now format. I mm, here's what I'll say. I haven't seen this kaboom on eBay yet. I have seen a few two thousand dollar PSA ten base Donruss Mac Jones sales, which is just insanity to me. Don't do that. Uh, but I'm guessing his kaboom is. I, I would guess probably. 2500 uh no <laughs> multiply that by 10 what yeah what? The, yeah Wait, we're talking that listed yeah we're talking about twenty five thousand dollars some cash someone paid for his his gold someone kaboom. bought that for twenty five thousand no that twenty five thousand dollars carter Wow, and you can see it if you are watching on our YouTube channel, $25,000. Pretty freaking interesting. And a one-of-one in a PSA 10 already sold for whatever that was, 20K. Dear Lord. Okay, now I do like Mac Jones. Uh, I wasn't hot on him coming out. Uh, his pocket presence is absolutely amazing, but I still don't believe he is going to be the best rookie quarterback in this class. I still think Justin Fields is going to be that guy, um, but still, I don't. I, I I'll, I'll say this: if you are one of those people that want to buy Mac Jones cards right now, ask yourself this question. Do you think he's better than Joe Burrow? Do you think he is better than Justin Herbert? So, Andy, I'm going to ask you that question right now. Do you think Mac Jones is a better quarterback than mm. either one of those two? Well, I would say right now, no. But if Mac Jones has got that that knack of of winning and, and making those clutch decisions and throws when it matters most in the playoffs, in the championship games and win Super Bowls, that's what's going to take him to that Tom Brady. I mean, the, the fans in New England in that entire area are already convincing themselves based on these these resale values that he is the second coming of Tom Brady. But if he actually goes out and wins a championship with New England at, at, at this young in his career, 
then they are going to be absolutely convinced and we're going to see some really crazy things with this card values. Um, they're going to continue to go up. They'll probably eclipse Patrick Mahomes if that happens. But, you know, just looking at athletic profile, looking at on paper, um, you know, he's not as flashy, right? He doesn't have the dual threat capability of a Justin Fields um, or Justin Herbert uh, or Josh right. Allen, stuff like that. So he doesn't, he doesn't like wow you in in uh just a couple plays it's like over the course of a game over the course of a season he's kind of like been building up to this crescendo and and if he could put it together in the playoffs and do what he's done uh in some of these wins that he's orchestrated this year already then i could see them definitely going up in value but one thing that i'll note is that compare justin fields who's in arguably the same market size and now he's kind of struggling with a bruised ribs or whatever, and hopefully right. he'll be back soon. But in comparison, now is a great time to buy some base-rated rookie Justin Fields because they're at now like a tenth, an eighth to a tenth of what a Mac Jones is is selling for. So, you know, I would look to sell some of those Mac Jones-rated rookies and buy up, you know, 10 Justin Fields-rated rookies in the projection that Justin Fields is going to continue to ascend because he's – He's looked better and better, and I don't see why he wouldn't continue to get better and better. And it may be more of a 2022 play, but, you know, new release dates are coming out every week from Panini on new products. And uh, we haven't had a release date yet for Prism, Optic, or Select, but they just announced Rookies and Stars. And I feel like every week it's a new product that we're trying to release around Christmas. You know, kind of that's what Panini's what they've been doing. I, I, I love Justin Fields. I still think he's going to be the best quarterback in this class. I still think he's going to be the biggest star in this class. We've talked about Chicago never having a star quarterback. We've talked about his star quality. I mean, this guy's posing with country music stars. This guy is very marketable, has a big dog guy. I mean, he, he has all these little uh, things about him that just screams a superstar and his style of play he's going to make more wow type of throws than a mac jones will make and yes mac jones outdueled him in the national championship game uh last year and mac jones is in a better situation but i'm telling you chicago is begging for a qb star matt Nagy looks as if he's going to be fired you give justin fields the right coach you he's got darnell mooney if alan robinson ever gets back to his old self they got themselves a decent running game they can work on the offensive line and kind of sort of i know this is going to sound strange i kind of hope they shut uh justin fields down for a few weeks because that will temper down his prices and i'll be mm. able to buy up some justin fields because i really do think he is qb one in this class i still believe it i know it doesn't look like it i know there's still some trevor lawrence believers out there i know there's still some trey lance and zach wilson believers if they still do exist they are somewhere out there um but yes i'm a huge justin fields guy big time now we do have to get to our patreon question and it does surround defensive players andy so uh i i'll let you take the floor on on this one because you know how i feel about defensive players yeah yeah defensive players are still very much in play carter i'm looking at 
uh, sales right here of Trayvon Diggs. Now they have dropped a little bit. They've come back down to earth a little bit, but people are still paying, you know, they're still paying 50 to a hundred dollars for his rookie ticket autos from 2020. I'm looking at uh, 2021 sales of Micah Parsons. They're still selling. Aaron Donald cards are still selling. Uh, you know, it's not like you're seeing hundreds of sales per day like you see on a 2020 rookie like Justin Herbert. Uh, but they're trickling in and people are willing. You can see uh, purchases being made here for some very rare cards. What I love about defensive players is you can get some very rare, nice cards for that $50 price range, 50 you know, to $80 price range. And it's like, man, that's a card that you really, really uh, cherish and that I think is going to go up in value long term. I agree. You know, uh, the the player IPC is Tyron Matthew. He's a defensive player, and you know, I'm currently trying to build rainbows of Tyron Matthew. I just freaking love the guy. Um, the Badger, he's my favorite LSU player, arguably of all time. Uh, yeah, so I am a defensive player believer. And once again, quarterbacks are always going to be at the top. Skill guys are always going to be next, and then it's going to be defensive players, right? Uh, I don't know if offensive alignment are ever going to be a thing. I would like it. The more the hobby diversifies as far as positions are concerned, the better off it would be instead of all this quarterback prospecting uh, that we've been doing. Uh, <laughs> shout out to all the people with the Sam Darnold and love cards out there that they've spent tens of thousands of dollars on congrats you're going to be holding on they're going to be good paperweights for your future uh but i just love defensive players i i just do i have some tj watt rookies that i think are really cool even though he's injured right now i still think he's really freaking cool i know a minka fitzpatrick super collector i still think there's room for defensive player investing now you're not going to make a gazillion dollars off of it you might not make any off of it <laughs> there's not going to be as quick of a flip with defensive players as there could be with quarterbacks and other skill guys but andy i'm a believer and i believe it was a uh, kaladesi uh, that asked about uh the defensive players so shout out to him Yes, sir. And yeah, so just for comparison in uh, relation to sales volume, going back to Trayvon Diggs just for a second. So when he was, you know, intercepting the ball and having those pick sixes at such an incredible rate, um, you know, he had that, that one at one Sunday after he's it was like three games in a row or four games in a row, whatever it was. And he had like 150 rookie card sales. The rookie ticket autos were over 100 in comparison this past weekend. He only had one rookie card sale. Uh, a rookie ticket auto on Sunday. Not not all of his rookie tick like rookie cards in general. That was still uh, pretty decent. It was about thirty to forty. But just looking at the rookie ticket autos, it was only one that sold on Sunday. So that, that just goes to show you that it, the the um, it really is contingent upon their performance. You know, it's really tied to the performance, the market size. You know, uh, definitely take into consideration uh, how what geographical region that game was broadcasted in and what time of day was it. You know, certainly the night games, like if he were to have a Sunday night game that he had a, a couple nice pick sixes or something like that, then that is going to make a huge difference in the, the eBay activity that night the next morning.
It is interesting. So l- let's take someone like Micah Parsons, for instance, you know, the, the biggest team in the NFL, the Cowboys, right? Big time recruit, five-star recruit coming out, played for a big program, Penn State. A lot like Jamar Chase, he sat out uh, last year, and he is the best pass rusher arguably in the NFL right now. I mean, he's really been amazing. And this is a guy who's never rushed the passer in his career. That wasn't what he did at Penn State. I like Micah Parsons a lot. He's got a star quality to him. When he's mic'd up, he says really funny things. He's very interesting. He's very much like Tyron Matthew in that he's got this huge, huge personality that I like a lot. So, yeah, I mean, there's defensive players out there uh, that that I find to be very interesting uh, plays right now, and he's one of them. Now, once again, uh, I do think if you're trying to build a PC and trying to super collect someone, uh, I felt I, I don't even remember the Twitter user's name, but this dude had the craziest Jair Alexander collection of the Green Bay Packers I've ever seen. He built the full prism rainbow of this guy, and it looked incredible. I, I do think if you're trying to build a PC, defensive players, if you like one a lot, go for it. Because if you're trying to build a PC of – Herbert or Burrow, uh, you better be Elon Musk. Uh, it's it's uh, you, you're going to be spending a lot of money. So, yeah, as far as defensive players, you know what you're getting yourself into. It might not ever be a big thing in the hobby. Hopefully, one day it will be. But uh, you also got to think of it this way, Andy. Do you think wide receivers and running backs will ever get closer to what quarterbacks are now? Um, I know you've been a big believer uh, of that for quite some time, but if you look at a lot of the big accounts, the higher end uh, collectors in this hobby, they only do quarterbacks. It's ninety to ninety-five percent quarterbacks. You won't. There's not many high-end flippers collectors that that do other positions. Do you think we'll ever see that day? Well, I think that's I think that's a shame. I think that's uh, I think that's somewhat uh, of a dogmatic opinion because uh, I could sit here and pull receipts on my Jonathan Taylor sales from over the weekend right. and prove those guys otherwise. And um, that's just you know that's one example. There's you know you'll have you'll have fluctuations in all players as they they trend up and trend down. And there's there's a you know if you take the entire hobby pool, there's a subset of that of the entire hobby pool that don't invest in NFL football cards at all. They're, they're basketball, they're soccer, they're baseball. You know, they're very diehard about their sport as I am about uh, American football, NFL. And, and then with, you know, outside of that group, then you have a group of guys that invest in football, but only quarterbacks and they dabble in basketball, baseball, hockey, everything. And, but they only invest in quarterbacks. And then you have guys that are like us that will invest in, quarterbacks will invest in skill position players defensive players everybody and it's very much driven based on projections and performance and and this and that and i do think that you'll see running backs and wide receivers get closer to quarterback values the longer that they perform at a high level and the longer that they stay healthy like look at what we saw derrick henry prices were doing before he got injured his prices were eclipsing i would say a good portion of quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, they weren't at the level of elite quarterbacks, but his rookie ticket auto cards were several hundred dollars. They were not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. And now we're seeing Jonathan Taylor's cards 
get to that level as well, uh, especially when you look at, um, you know, it, I think it's important to you. I like to use the rookie ticket auto because it's very close in in the level of, of supply and availability to what we have demand for skill position players. Uh, so, you know, talking about quarterbacks, you have a lot more cards that are available that that are relevant for collectors and investors to, to make money off of and to collect because their cards are, are so highly demanded. But now we talk about skill position players, it narrows down a little bit. So we have to look at a card that the supply narrows down as well. So the rookie ticket auto is just an example. You could use another short print card that's very popular as well, but it's just one of my favorite cards. So, and I've seen that card be, do very well in the market, very liquid. So I like to use that as kind of the gold standard when evaluating um, a player's rookie cards to see kind of where they're at in the market. So uh, let's just take your background. For example, I, I always go back to that Travis Kelsey card behind you, man. His cards have gone up, right? And we're talking about the best tight end of all time. That's an iconic card with the Under Armour shirt. And uh, you look over your right shoulder and you see Tua Tagovailoa. And the funny thing about it is Tua has not played hardly at all. He's not played well at all. You could still go on eBay right now, and you Tua's and Travis Kelsey's cards are about the same. And the likelihood right now that Tua has a Travis Kelsey type of career is very, very low. Okay, both of those cards are amazing, and the Tua card is in a far better grade. So, you know, I would probably take the Tua card over that Kelsey card, but I, I look. That Travis Kelsey refractor and that pose will always, you know, and that's an iconic card right there. Ask yourself, who would you rather have right now? And I would take Travis Kelsey every day of the week. I wouldn't want the stress of wondering if Tua's body would ever hold up. But, Andy, I would guess right now that both of those players' prices are, are probably similar. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I think that's a good formula. Tight end one. Tight end one. Let me call this. <laughs> Tight end one equals QB twenty, basically. And I mean that's kind of what that's kind of what we're looking at. These are two, you know, short print uh, variation tops chrome refractors. It's, it's pretty equal, you know, two thousand and thirteen. So those before they they um, they made the optic hollow. Uh, right. But yeah, I think that's very comparable in, in kind of print run. I'd say that tops chrome refractor from two thousand thirteen is probably a pretty similar print run to the twenty twenty optic hollow. Maybe a little bit. Probably less. I would say the top scorer factor is less. Uh, but yeah, he's a tight end one. Two is a uh, QB twenty. Um, and I mean, it's about comparable. I, I'd honestly, I'd rather have the tight end one from a collection standpoint. And so we're seeing more and more the hobby driven from a collection standpoint. You know, and. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my take on, on uh, skill position players. You just kind of have to think of where they rank in a dynasty kind of thought process uh, from from fantasy perspective. And if they're uh, top five, top ten uh, of their positional rankings in, in a dynasty format, then they're definitely going to be more valuable than uh, the bottom half or the bottom third of quarterbacks in the, in the NFL. Right. And look – uh, 
Travis Kelsey could be the tight end one of all time. I mean, he's got a case. So, I mean, it's it, it's wild. So keep that in mind, especially if you're buying a, a a quarterback that you may or may not like a lot. That quarterback might not pan out. And Andy, if they were listening to our – there he is. You can get a Rob Gronkowski rookie card. It's the tight end one of all uh, yeah, time. Well, you, 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 I mean, I, we could debate that all day. Uh, but th- this is what's really interesting about it, though, is if if you do want to prospect quarterbacks, and let's just say you're sitting there and you're like the biggest Jordan Love fan of all time, understand that it, it's an interesting flip. So before the season, um, you know, when I, I hopped on your show when we were doing drafts, and I told everyone – Sell your Tua cards now. I don't believe in it. The hype will never be higher. So that's the that's the thing. Whereas if you buy a Travis Kelsey card, his legacy is pretty much already cemented. I mean, after this year, he's going to have a Hall of Fame uh, resume already. So there's a little bit more safety when it comes to buying someone like Travis Kelsey as well or Julio Jones or anyone uh, DeAndre Hopkins to a certain degree. So understand that whenever you're actually deciding, you know, who to invest in long term or or whatnot. Uh, quarterbacks, you don't have to just be beholden because what I think a lot of people do is they look at these fancy Instagram accounts and they see that it's only quarterbacks. You don't have to do it. You don't have to be beholden to that because you can lose a lot of money as well if you just think all I have to do is get quarterbacks now um we get to the hobby tip of the day before our player of the day and andy we just want to go over uh, a, a few acronyms here uh for for those that don't know um there are acronyms in this hobby when people list cards when people uh talk about them on 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 twitter and uh, there's quite a few of them, few of them, uh, including SP and RC. So, Andy, I believe those are short print and rookie card. That seems pretty straightforward, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that just that short print just, you know, stands for anything that's definitely more rare than the base version, but it doesn't have a serial number. So you don't call a serial number short print. It's it's serial numbered, right? Right, but the optic hollow doesn't have a serial number, but it's definitely more rare than the base version, so it's an SP. Right, there's when it comes to sales, you'll sometimes see PWE and BMWT. That is how the card is going to ship. So if they say PWE, that means that the card is going to ship in a paper white envelope, which isn't as safe of a shipping method as BMWT which is bubble mailer with tracking, okay? And that means you get a tracking number. That means the person shipping it to you will be shipping it in a bubble mailer. So uh, huge differences there. And the thing about paperwhite envelope, it has become bigger. Uh, the eBay option, the $0.93 cent option for cards $20 or less. Uh, I saw my guy Heroes for Sale uh, do a poll on this. And most people say that they've had bad experiences with the eBay uh, tracking envelope and paper white envelope. And I'm going to say something rather controversial. I've bought a lot of paper white envelope cards for very little. Um, my experience with them has, has been good. 
I, I don't think I've ever had a damaged card. I've had a card that wasn't properly taped and there was a little bit of damage on it. Uh, and that was just one Tyron Matthew card. But as you see, it wasn't too, too, too bad. I, I For the most part, you know, it, it obviously depends on how you do it. But still, uh, there's huge differences with both of those methods. Yeah, yeah, definitely huge differences because the bubble mailer with tracking is about three to four dollars, and the plain white envelope from eBay uh, standard envelope is about a dollar. Personally, I think if it's a card like under twenty dollars, I'd send it out, take advantage of the plain white envelope because you're going to attract more uh, prospective buyers that way as well. Right. When their when their budget is only twenty dollars, you tack on four dollars in shipping. It's it's kind of a tough pill to swallow, but now all of a sudden you have, maybe you have free shipping and you absorb the dollar, but you put in the description, hey, this is PWE, you know, it's going to come in an envelope, but uh, that that makes that that little raw card that you're trying to sell make an extra couple dollars when you take into consideration the eBay fees of 10 to 13%. Now all of a sudden you've got some more pocket to put back in your pocket, um, profit to put back in your pocket. There's RAS, and RAS isn't an acronym. It's a thing. So RAS is basically, um, let's say we're selling a Justin Herbert card for $135. Nobody's selling it. You do a 10-person RAS for $13 a piece, uh, and then you just draw a name out of the hat in some method, and that's how it's done. So Andy, is simple, it, RASing is essentially somewhat – taking a lotto ticket mentality when it comes to buying a card. So in other words, it is a raffle. Yeah. In other words, it's a raffle and it's a way that um, you could do kind of like a, kind of like a break, right? But except instead of a box we're breaking, it's, you already know what the card is. It's either one card or a, a lot of cards, like an eBay listing. And you can, you know, um, involve your community in it we're, we're actually thinking about doing some razzes here some of the guys are interested in it in the discord and uh if you want to get in on that plus all the other uh channels in the discord obviously www.patreon.com football cards but um yeah razzes are interesting because you could do it on social media and if you get enough people to fill the slots you know everybody uh is going to put put in their entry fee and it's not that much, but one guy's going to come away a lucky winner. So it, it makes sense that the seller still makes a good fair market value, maybe a little bit over. And plus, someone is going to win that card for way under market value. And then there's two more. If there's more to it, if you guys have another acronym that you think everyone needs to know, feel free to comment below this YouTube video or whichever platform you're currently watching it. You can always reach out to Andy on social media and me as well. Um, here's two more, though. OBO, which is or best offer. So if someone's selling a card for $100, but under it they put OBO, you can send them an offer. And let's just say, hey, I don't want it for 100. Can you do 95 or can you do 90? And, you know, they'll say yes or no to that. And there's also B-I-N, which is buy it now. Okay. And what people on social media would use that for in, in, in context would be like, okay, on eBay, the lowest bin, the lowest buy it now is at 350. So, I'm going to sell this for $300. So if you ever see Ben, that's one that you're not going to see a lot. 
That's essentially what that means, which is buy it now. Are there any other uh, acronyms just right off the top of your head, Andy? I would say not so much an acronym, but an abbreviation that I've heard a lot of people say, what's a comp? You know, something that, you know, sounds easy to understand, but a lot of people don't, surprisingly, don't know what that means. And that's a comparable. So if someone's asking you for a comp or uh, telling you what a comp is, that means that's that's what that card recently sold for, or they're asking you what that card recently sold for, or a card that's comparable to that card, what it recently sold for. So it's it's a reference to eBay recently sold items and a card, that exact card or a similar card to that. And that's the benefit of getting short print cards is there's not going to be as many comps out there and you control the supply or you could get one of the 20,000 Zion Williamson PSA 10s which is still ridiculous out there uh <laughs> but that that's that's what comp basically means so if you have any other acronyms feel free to send them our way before we give you the play of the day once again as far as releases are concerned you can go to any Walmart right now and you'll see some absolute product i bought uh an absolute box uh for about $30 retail, didn't get a kaboom. Uh, you know what's interesting, Andy? These retail prices, and I know I've touched on this uh, in quite a few episodes now, retail prices on everything has gone up. And I think it's actually better because you know you don't see people cleaning out the supply as much. But you, you'll, you'll see you – know, I've also seen this as well. If you just happen to be a baseball buyer or basketball buyer – you can get a lot of retail product right now. They are not moving off the shelves like football and, you know, more valuable basketball like select or, or prism or whatever. So it is very interesting uh, because in the absolute product, Andy, we have seen more kabooms get pulled. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's weird. I have seen more kabooms. Um, Shout out to 402 Collectibles. He pulled a Christian McCaffrey kaboom Uh out of a 2021 product. Shout out to Ham the Fish. He pulled a Patrick Mahomes kaboom. No, not Ham. Um, Not Ham. Yeah, the Ham, man. And these are guys that pulled them out of retail blaster boxes. And Mm. what's interesting, I've seen more kabooms pulled on social media this year out of 2021 product. And I think that's the Panini Business Analytics guys putting more kabooms in their product because they realize that that card is one of the more popular cards in the hobby. So yeah, I, 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 kaboom hunting is fun. It just is more than likely. You're not going to pull it. Even though more people are pulling it. I also think Andy a little bit is more people in the hobby are getting on social media. So you'll see more people posting their kaboom hits. Now it's kind of become uh, a, a thing and there's some kaboom super collectors out there uh galvez 82 is just a beast um his kaboom collection is unlike anything i've ever seen uh y- y- you see some really cool stuff you really do um so yeah you- you'll see absolute you also see some metal uh, i would stay away from metal the college card products that aren't even licensed uh, unless you get an auto, it's just not going to be really a thing. However, you know, Rookie and Stars release date set for January 5th. But the biggest, uh, and I saw this as well, Andy, Panini is putting this on the blockchain. So you'll see 
virtual mosaic cards, but then at the same time, uh, you'll see mosaic cards hit the shelf right before Christmas on December 22nd. That's when uh, the next big release will be. Yes, Absolute's a big deal because of the Kaboom, but it doesn't really come close overall to what Mosaic did last year. So Mosaic, Andy, is 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 huge. And that I mean, it's not Prism, it's not Select, but Mosaic, you know, was very popular last year. It it was, but it it quickly became a collector set. Um right. from an investment standpoint, we saw Mosaic uh, a lot of 2020 mosaics being sold for less than based on rated rookies, the rated rookie logo, uh, even with the mosaic having a chrome finish. I think over the long run, the mosaic value will go back up, at least for that the initial inaugural year from 2020. Right. Um, but from a collection value, there's a lot of people that like mosaic, but from an investment value, it's definitely depreciated. So I think you're going to be able to find more mosaic on the shelves. I don't think that flippers are going to be able to get as much resale value out of mosaic that interesting that, that they hope for. So it's probably going to be readily available in retail stores. At least that's what I anticipate and I hope to see. Um, and those flippers are going to definitely be, be uh shark and all the optic and prism that they can get and then select that they can get their hands on. So now we end the episode here with play of the day. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go first, Andy, because I, I'm I, I I like mine. It's one I brought up to you yesterday. But if you if you take my play of the day here, I'm not gonna be happy with you. So uh, you already know what mine's will be. You better stay away. It's actually a full position group, but. You go right on ahead, Andy. Let the a people full, know you, you're taking a full position a full group. Po- a, a position group right now is being slept on like crazy. But you go right on ahead, Andy. Your play of the day. Oh man! Well, you know, I will say from a defensive player standpoint that Darius Slay on the Philadelphia Eagles has now had a touchdown two weeks in a row. Actually, the one from uh, two weeks ago where Teddy Bridgewater literally. Did like a little girl pose and let him run right by him. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of went viral. And and so that he I mean, he's a stud, right? He's a stud defensive back for the Eagles, a big market team. They're they're fighting. They're fighting. But uh, Jalen Hurts looks better and better each week. Um, I've noticed that values of both of those guys are undervalued on both the sides of the ball there in Philadelphia. Um, as they they definitely have disappointed at times, big big game uh, times this year. Not so much from Darius Slay, but Jalen Hurts. But I mean, the guy's in elite dual threat quarterback status. He has the potential. This was so crazy. Jalen Hurts has the potential to finish as a QB one this year and still potentially not have a starting job on the Eagles next year. I, I mean, love Jalen Hurts. I you, look. You talked me into it. Right. I was fading Jalen Hurts a little bit. You made a lot of people money, Andy, telling them to buy Jalen Hurts. He had that huge week one and his prices soared. He's regressed a little bit. But I did see this today that the Eagles had the most fantasy friendly schedule to end the year. So, look, if I'm Philadelphia, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be their guy. Right. They have three first round picks and the quarterbacks in this next class aren't going to be spectacular. 
I think Jalen Hurts is their guy, Andy. I really do. Uh, you get the, you get him on a rookie contract at least for another year or two. I I, th- I think they're going to build around Jalen Hurts. So I like that play right there. I mean, you I don't know why you don't go. Uh, you you don't double dip here, man. You were you were buying. You have receipts too. You did videos saying buy Jalen Hurts right now. Uh, I I like that play right there, Andy. Just believe in yourself, man. Believe in your. It seems like you're wavering a little bit on Jalen Hurts. Don't well, do I'm, it, Andy. <laughs> so I so definitely with the with it being the 2020 product, I definitely would look for something you know short print. Uh, but in comparison, you know, so you take I'm looking at a Jalen Hurts Silver Prism Auto that closed out an auction Sunday for three hundred dollars um, in comparison to that compared to a Justin Herbert, the Justin Herbert closed out for two thousand dollars. So should there be that big of a difference between Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow's up there with with Justin Herbert? as yeah. Well, not not quite as much, but definitely um, a th- a fifteen hundred type of range and i think that that jalen hurts cards definitely have money to be made and you're right i was talking and i do i do have quite a few in my collection that i haven't even listed yet including the field level silver that i haven't decided what i'm going to do with so um i'm happy about i'm happy about having those and on the other side i think i'm going to buy me some darius slay because the guy is absolute stud man and he's, like he's getting the pick sixes he's getting the interceptions he's going to finish as one of the top uh, top 10, maybe top five defensive backs in the NFL this year. And you can get his silver prism auto right now for under $10. <sighs> Crazy, man. Big play, Slay. I like it. So, Andy, I want you to focus right now. Okay. Focus. I'm about to make all the viewers look into this flashlight right here. And I'm about to make a lot of people a lot of money here. I'm giving away the play that I'm going to make and really dive deep into. And that is the Denver Broncos wide receivers, in particular, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Okay. So uh, I liked Cortland Sutton coming out. SMU played under Chad Morris. Unbelievable career there, right? Jerry Judy. Okay. Number one, elite route runner. Number two, Bolitnikoff Award winner. A lot of people that were great Bolitnikoff Award winning wide receivers in college turn out to be good in the pros. Obviously, Jamar Chase won the Bolitnikoff. He looks incredible. Michael Pittman was a Bolitnikoff finalist. Incredible. Jerry Judy obviously banged up, but his quarterback play has been absolutely trash. You look at some of his advanced metrics. Unbelievable at beating man coverage, which is a very valuable skill to have in the NFL. Once again, very injured. And keep in mind that it was a pretty near consensus. Okay, so take Henry Ruggs, for instance. No one on anyone's draft boards had Henry Ruggs higher than CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy. Everyone, and I mean near everyone, had Jerry Judy ahead of two wide receivers that we consider two of the best in the NFL right now, CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson, okay? Do you think all these evaluators think that Jerry Judy is that much better than those guys? Well, at some point, I think Jerry Judy's going to may not be to their level of play, but I think he's going to be pretty daggum good 
if he gets good quarterback play, which he hasn't had up to this point. Teddy Bridgewater is holding Jerry Judy back. Um, yes, Cortland Sutton could be the better player of the two, but I think Jerry Judy is a real deal to the point where I thought Jerry Judy was a better prospect than CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson. And I am one of the biggest Justin Jefferson fans on this planet Earth, okay? So I am buying Jerry Judy right now. This is something that I am actually doing because, Andy, there's something very interesting that we talked about on the show. Not a lot of people talk about it, but we've, we've talked about it on the show. The next few draft classes of quarterbacks aren't any good. They just aren't. I think Bryce Young could be a good NFL quarterback, but even then, I have my qualms, okay? I think the next class isn't any good and the class after that. So what did the Broncos decide to do? Well, they passed on Justin Fields and got a really good quarterback at Patrick Sertan. They just signed all their wide receivers to extensions. They're trying to make Denver an attractive free agent destination for these elite quarterbacks. And guess what? Denver's a great place to go to do it. They already won a Super Bowl with this exact formula. Okay. We know Russell Wilson. Does he want out of Seattle? Denver's an interesting place for him to go. Aaron Rodgers. Does he want out of Green Bay? That's an interesting place for him to go as well. If either of those things happen, and if either of those quarterbacks went to Denver or just any quarterback went to Denver, Andy, let the audience know what would happen to Jerry Judy's prices. They're going to take off, man. They're going to see an, uh, a crazy initial spike. Someone as, as legendary as Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver. You're going to see a big demand spike in Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah, probably all the skill position players. Not uh, the, the first um, priority would be on the wide receivers and then the tight end and, and the running backs. I would it would be lit and then it would cool off, you know, until then the actual performance. Then if it's raised to that level, like come out and all of a sudden, you know, Jerry Judy week one has double digit targets, 169 yard game with a couple touchdowns. You're just going to see that just keep climbing. Noah Fant as well. I know you're a big Noah Fant guy. I still do believe in Jerry Judy. I know his numbers don't look incredible. He doesn't have a hundred yard year, hundred yard game up to this point. But I cannot say it enough when you don't have a quarterback who can't stretch the field with his arm. Teddy Bridgewater's a good quarterback. He's a good starting quarterback in the NFL, but he's not a guy that's going to win you a Super Bowl. If Denver's able to land one of these quarterbacks, I could see it. I could see it happening. I don't even know who's trying to call me right now. But uh, but yes, Jerry Judy is my play of the week or Cortland Sutton if you're able to get a good price on it. How about that, Andy? That's an, that's, that's an incredible play of the week, man. I think that if people take that advice and buy Jerry Judy right now, you're going you're gonna, to, if you go look up his comps on eBay, you're going to like what you find a lot. And he's going to be a guy that come – uh, next draft type time frame whenever teams are making moves and the Denver Broncos pick up one of these uh, legendary quarterbacks that you're going to be really happy. You're going to be really happy. And yeah, 
Yeah. Shout man. out to JJ Bama. I say this Jerry Judy stuff, wearing all LSU gear, right? <laughs> and I just said that I like Jerry Judy better coming out than Justin Jefferson. And it took me a lot to say that then, and it took me a lot to circle back on it now, right? Even though Jefferson is clearly better than Judy, he's better than Heck, how many NFL wide receivers are better than Justin Jefferson right now? Not many. Um, but, yeah, that's that's where I stand on it. Once again, check out the Patreon, baby, football cards, baby. You know you want to be a part of the Discord and all the fun stuff that we have going on right now. Andy, it was fun, man. Peace. Let's go. Let's go. And don't forget, guys, right now, Underdog Fantasy is still doing a 100% deposit match up to $100 using promo code QUEST. So, And you can make money on Pick'ems. We're going to be live. I don't know if Carter's going to be live with me, but I'll be live Wednesday night doing uh, some live Pick'ems uh, for Thursday Thanksgiving games and parlaying that with football cards. Let's go. Peace. Thank you.